You're listening to Portfolio Builders. Have you ever wondered if there was one source you could trust for your real estate, investing, and wealth education? The Portfolio Builders podcast is hosted by two highly successful, multi-million dollar real estate entrepreneurs who, unlike many others, don't get paid to teach. They get paid to do. In a world where it can be increasingly difficult to know who to trust, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch are your one-stop shop for honest and authentic investment training. Whether you're just getting started or already a seasoned pro, welcome to Portfolio Builders, a show about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Portfolio Builders podcast from WealthCap, here with your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. What is up, my man? This is going to be one of the most valuable pieces of material, I think. Yes, sir. That we record on a consistent basis. And uh, if people are just starting out at the beginning, obviously, you already introduced us, Chris Evans, co-founder, Taylor Welch, co-founder. We have a couple different companies together. And you're a great business partner, bro. I just want to throw that out there. Thanks, man. Episode number one. Hey, we have a lot of fun, by the way. Uh, You can be rich and have fun at the same time. We are living proof. And um, you want to tell them about the uh, the book we just put together and where they can go get it before we hop into the first topic? Absolutely. So go to wealthcapholdings.com slash book. And it's an amazing book that actually uh, my counterpart, Mr. Taylor Welch, wrote about why real estate and how to get started, uh, which is really fantastic. It's, it's strategic, tactical, um, and it's boots on the ground. Really good information. And the feedback on it has been uh, just great. So go ahead and, and jump over there and grab that book and you will not regret it. It's free. It's free. We've yeah. had people who are actual, you know, long-term veteran real estate pros sent feedback in, send us messages saying, I've never really heard it broken down the way you guys do, which is awesome to hear. Um, so wealth cap, dude, wealth cap holdings. Wealth cap. Here we are. Why did we, here, why did we start this? Here we are. So maybe give a little bit of background on us and then we're going to, yeah, we are seriously going to get into the boots on the ground. And I mean that, that this will be application-based, implementation-based. We're going to give you everything we're doing, talk shop. We've got some amazing interviews lined up that you've set up and uh, Mm -hmm. it'll be good. But let's rewind the clock back to 2012, 2013. And Lil Tay was uh, working in an office. I think we could just give like maybe a minute and a half of background here so people know like kind of we know what what we're talking about. I started working at a turnkey real estate company. We were doing a couple hundred buys per month at that point. And the company was scaling. They put me over in property management because of my pretty face and hair. Mm -hmm. How many of you know property management kind of sucks? Yeah. It was was intense. And it was my actual first experience in real estate. I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, we had 6,000 houses under management. So I was managing 6,000 properties. Holy smokes. Crazy. That's a lot. Um, I mean, we did a couple hundred thousand dollars a month in late fees. Late fees. Gosh. Um, and they trained me from the ground up. I worked for a guy named Nate, who's still one of the greatest managers of all time. Learned so much from him. But man, when you're thrown into property management, you learn real quick the ins and outs of, man, how houses are rehabbed. And I remember... We opened up, I got really good at what I was doing and we we opened up a Houston office and the, the company flew me out to Houston with uh, one of the managers to build that property management team. They moved me around into marketing. I got to go out to houses and see our rehab process. And these 
are things you cannot learn in a book. You can't really learn in a, in a course. And long story short, I fell in love with marketing. I met Chris and I, we started taking clients and I fell just went, me. fell in love with Chris as a business partner. Exactly. And we went on this journey of creating businesses in the marketing world. And for four or five years, we just exploded, uh, got up to multi-million dollar a month revenue rates with our companies. And then we were like, what do we do with all of the money? Mm-hmm. And we'll get into some of the reasons why we picked real estate. But long story short, we had this diverse background, and you'll share your story in a second, in real estate, mortgaging, high finance. And so it was the perfect transformation of real estate pro to business owner, then back to real estate. And I think it's given us a leg up. What about you, man? Yeah, well, it's interesting. A lot of people see us jumping into the real estate and putting a lot of effort and time and energy into it now. And they're like, man, how are you guys doing this? Like, who are you learning from? Well, you know, of course, Taylor's background in the rental market, my background is a little bit different. Um, I was involved in finance. So I actually wrote loans for people. I wrote loans for investors around the country. You were that guy. I was that guy. Um, Yeah. So I know the finance side, um, dealing with mortgage companies and that whole process, what it takes to get a property uh, financed. And my other part of the experience is um, when there is the the foreclosure crisis uh, after 08, just tons of foreclosures hit the, the market. And so there's just a swell literally of properties uh, on the market, a lot of them just destroyed. And so I actually managed a national rehab a company that we worked with massive banks and we managed the process to get their distressed properties rehabbed, fixed up and back on the market to sell to, uh, to, to buyers. Um, so that's pretty, it's pretty extensive experience and manage that around the country, uh, obviously dealing with contractors and pricing and, and that whole process, which if you've never dealt with a contractor, it can be a very fun experience. Um, but opposite day. Yeah, opposite day. So in, really, in other words, in other words, you know what you're doing. It's I know what I'm rodeo. doing. Yeah, I've been around the block. Yes. I was telling somebody. I was telling somebody uh, the other day who's invested in the fund, and they're also starting to look at getting their own properties. You know, it's 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 unique because me and you both grew up in this world, but yeah. we did it when we were employees. We didn't have we didn't have much money, so we were like investing other people's money and fixing other mm-hmm. people's houses, managing tenants, but. It wasn't until a year and a half ago that we were, we started investing with our own money. And it's been an interesting experience because it's a whole lot different when it's your money you know, as opposed Absolutely. to someone else's money. But it's a whole lot more fun as yep. well because you get the fruit and the byproduct of that. You also ran that um, – didn't you do like a radio show or something like that? It was massive for real estate pros. Yeah, I had a, I had a, a web show in the real estate space and we interviewed bank executives. I mean, top banks. If I name these banks, you would know them. And it just really catapulted us in the industry. We got a lot of notoriety, built a lot of great relationships in the banking space, the foreclosure real estate space, um, otherwise known as the REO industry. Uh, I ended up speaking at all the the main conferences on stage. And it was pretty crazy, man. It built like a celebrity status very quickly. Um, And so it was ahead of its time. Nobody was doing that really yet. Um, And it was pretty exciting. Had a lot of great relationships and and obviously we're able to start tapping into some of those relationships now that we're getting back into the real estate game. Um, But yeah, it was pretty wild. It was wild times. So I'm excited for I'm excited for where we are now, where the market's at and the opportunity, Um, because over the last several years, as the market has recovered, we've been in the longest run that we we've seen in 
this economy, um, there's a lot of money in the market. And there's a lot of people who are coming into money and they don't really know what to do with it. And so they see us. We, we, we have millions of impressions a week on our primary business um, from the advertising that we run. We invest a lot into advertising. And so we have a lot of notoriety in the entrepreneur space. A lot of people know who we are and they see us, what we're doing, and they're, they're asking questions and they're curious. And so I'm really glad and excited that we have this podcast now to really start to explain why we're doing what we're doing and why the opportunity is that it is for them today to build that long-term wealth and sustainability um, because the market's not going to stay where it is, <coughs> right? And so yeah, we can have that conversation with the lovely folks on the podcast. I think what happened with us is we got to a place where we realized we had all of this cash. And if you really get it, if you can catch what's happening to the buying power of your money, uh, A of all is terrifying. I mean, I read this book called... Yeah. Uh, the Creature from Jackal Island, which talks about the Federal Reserve here in the United States. And it was just started studying inflation. And like I said, man, it, this is our first real experience a year and a half ago, whereas our money was on the line sitting in a bank account, millions of dollars cash in an account. And it's just like, when you realize that inflation is devaluing your money by 2 to 3% a year. And by the way, that's just an average. There have been mm -hmm. times in history when it's been as high as 20%, 17%. Imagine having a million dollars in cash. And in 2020, it's worth a million. In 2021, all of a sudden, it's worth you know, 810000 in a year. Not because of anything you did, but because the Fed decided to print a bunch more money. Yep. I mean, it's, it's no, you have no control when your money is just cash liquid in a bank account. And so we had this realization. We're like, man, we have to change something because we're working so hard for this income and we're yes. treating it right. We're saving it. We're being disciplined with it. We're not, we're not splurging, but it doesn't matter. It's losing value every year. Time is not our friends. And we had to figure out a way to make, you know, just the passing of time becomes a revenue producing activity. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like, absolutely. If today turns into tomorrow and tomorrow turns into the next day and me and you do nothing, we make money because of the way that we're invested. And uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about why real estate, there's all of these different ways that you can invest. You obviously have options in the stock market. You can be an angel. You can privately invest in the companies. Why did we pick real estate? And why are we at the place in time we are now so glad that we did? You want to maybe hit some of these and we can go back and forth? Yeah, before we jump into that, I'd say, one, of course, our history, our relationships, contacts, um, real estate has been around for you know thousands of years, literally. Um, so it is is something that continues to grow, and it's just a safe place. But um, I think specifically to start it off, there's four types of income in real estate. All right, there's cash flow, appreciation, debt pay down, and depreciation write off. Dude, coming into money, how how much have we paid in taxes? Uh, a lot. <laughs> Bad. I, mean, I started to kind of get that sick feeling in my stomach. Um, so there's, there's so many great benefits to real estate in addition to the, the experience that you have in mind and just the combination of, of these elements that we're going to go through. It was just a no brainer. Um, so listen up, if you don't have experience, you're like, man, I don't know. I don't really have the relationships you guys have. I don't have the experience that you guys have had. Well, we're here to help you. We're going to be the yeah. guiding light. And that's part of what WealthGap does is helping people. You know, we have clients every day that we help them invest mm -hmm. their money and produce returns. But it's this multi-dimensional approach to real estate that I think 
people don't always consider. Because when you invest into a piece of property, you're going to get income from that property, but that property is also going to grow in value. And even if it doesn't grow in value, a tenant or a group of tenants are going to pay down the debt note that you own that property. Yep. So you're going to get more equity. And then you're going to be able to save money in taxes via the write-offs. Four separate ways for you to create a return on that investment, as opposed to something like Wall Street, you know, and a traditional index or a Vanguard or something like that, you know, you're going to probably get some income, but it's volatile. There are going to be years when you're going to lose money and years when you make a lot of money. And it's actually two-dimensional because you're getting a dividend, which is what we call cash flow in real estate. And then the value of, hopefully the value of the companies, the value of the stocks are growing. But it's two versus four pieces of return. And it's just math. And at the end of the day, would you rather have a 50% or 100%? Now, I would rather have the more the merrier. You yeah. know, um, another reason is supply and demand. There's this massive thing right now where people don't understand why I'm talking the way that I'm talking about Wall Street. They're like, well, stocks can be safe. And I'm like, okay, well, listen, let's compare the bets that we're making. Because, bro, we know at the end of the day, nothing is risk-free. Everything yep. to a degree is a, is a tiny bit speculative. But let's compare the bets. Option A is I'm betting on a US-based company being able to outwork China, Japan, Russia, Germany, every other country. And I'm betting on somebody somewhere else not inventing something disruptive that decreases the value of my company. Okay, well, there's a million ways that China could disrupt us in terms of cost of goods, in terms of production. It's crazy if you really think about how many risks there are investing in companies. Now, you could offset that by investing, like, screw it, give me all the companies in the world. That would be like an index. But let's just compare the bets of one versus I'm betting on the fact that in 10 years, people are not going to want to sleep on the ground in a tent. They're going to want houses. Yep. <laughs> companies are not going to want to make their employees work in a field next to cattle. They're going to want a building. Yep. It's just, to me, there's no comparison. Yeah. You know, the bets we're placing are significantly higher in real estate than they are on, please, China, don't invent anything that's cheaper than us in the United States, which could destabilize. It's, it's insane. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I don't really talk about it much, but I was being primed and, and geared up to uh, represent a company that was, is really well known in the, the stock investing space to be a representative to different conferences and stuff. Um, so I was going to be a traveling speaker for them. And actually, I analyzed the stock market. I, I trained people on the stock market. And um, <clears throat> I think the stock market, yeah, you can you can make a lot of money. But stocks can definitely be mastered. It requires a lot of effort. And I think the pendulum swings can be very, very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Especially since a lot of the market is based on mom mentality, it's based on a lot of human emotion, right? So if you have something that happens in the economy just like that, man, you could see a massive drop, right? If Trump says something good or bad, you could see a massive drop, <laughs> right? So you have oh, very geez. little control over it and you have to be wise in what you're putting your money into if you're going to put your money into the market. Um, and a lot of people, they they... You know, they look at things that are just rising, 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 rising. Well, that can be good, but could also be very, very dangerous because, you know, what goes up typically is Must going come down. to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people got so <clears throat> mad at me when I made that post about 
I was like, I don't have anything against stocks. And then I listed out a bunch of like bullet points. And people got so mad. And it really demonstrated the mob mentality because it's the sunk cost bias. Like yep. these people are invested in things they don't know how to control. And so they get angry when someone exposes the risk. And I just, let's just throw a caveat out there. There are professionals who who can who can wipe out the downside in a, in a stock portfolio. You know, you've got options and you've got shorting. And so, you know, I did a write-up in our real estate group uh, it's a soft plug to join that group about how to use options to reduce risk. But man, it was like seven pages long and difficult. Like you're going to be full time <laughs> at this if you're trying to create the same level of safety in, in the stock market that you are in real estate versus the way that we do it for our clients. You know, we will build somebody literally past a $10 million portfolio that is airtight because of the markets it's in, the diversification of asset class. Yeah. And there's just really... Not a lot of options you have to do that, no pun intended, in the stock market. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things about the stock market, and again, not that I, I won't invest in the market, um, you know, it's just being able to have the discipline and foresight to see the opportunity, the right opportunity, and the timing of the opportunity. But one of the mistakes I've seen people make in investing in the stock market is their own emotions, not not even talking about the emotions of the market in general, right, where you can see it run up or something, just a drop off in the market, but the emotions of the person and what causes them to lose money is, you know, if they start to lose their, their, their stocks start to go down, then they get emotionally compromised. And that's when yep. it could be very, very dangerous for like, Oh, I'll just, I'll stay in. I'll just stay in, you know, and they're down five, 10, 15, 20%. Um, and they're thinking through their emotions versus sound logic. And that's where it can get really dangerous. If you don't have the experience, uh, right or a, a tremendous, tremendous mentor that can really guide you and help you weave you through all those kinds of issues. You are going to be at risk of losing money unless you just blindly get lucky, you know, and you get in at uh, twenty twelve and ride the market up, right? But yeah, but even the people who got in in twenty twelve, there were, I think, in the last five years, there've been two years when the the indexes as a whole have lost money. So I feel like it's just it's if you enjoy roller coasters, invest in the stock market. If you enjoy control, invest in something that's a little bit more sustainable, like real estate. Um, anything else to add on this before we uh, pitch the next no, episode? Sir. No, sir. Next episode, we're going to just talk a little bit about kind of the epiphany we had a year and a half ago about cash. Why invest at all? And kind of talk about some of our benchmarks where it's like, you know, if you're under this cash threshold, maybe you shouldn't be investing right now. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting. We're going to pull out some wisdom from the man Ray Dalio, uh, multi-multi-billionaire. Anytime somebody who has a multi-billion dollar net worth says something, you should perk up and listen. So we're going to give you some of his wisdom and we will then go into some of the biggest risk in real estate, how to invest profitably from day one. And it'll be amazing. I right. love it. Hey, go get the book. Oh, uh, what's the URL again? I forgot. <laughs> Wilcapbornies.com slash book. B-O-O-K. <laughs> amazing. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate, even without experience in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.